Hello, and welcome to the Senior Bulletin, where we discuss issues that matter to seniors. On this episode, we'll hear from Stephanie Payne, a retired RN who specialized in home health and hospice. She's here to share with us real-life stories about how families behave during your last days and the importance of estate planning. Welcome to the Senior Bulletin, Stephanie. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. We're glad to have you on. So, Stephanie, you are a registered nurse for 30 years, and you specialized in home health and hospice. And during that time, you witnessed families and various behaviors uh, that people had uh, during people's last days. And your passion is helping people. So you wrote the book, The Sandbox Wars, that talks about the importance of estate planning. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, tell us about some of those experiences. Absolutely. Well, I actually started, you know, I'd been hospice and home care, so I've met thousands and thousands of families. But it wasn't until my mother got ready to pass away, she was 92, and my family just went literally crazy. My my father had passed away a long time ago, but he was smart enough to have gotten a trust done, a family trust for my mom and dad. And my mom had some issues, some health issues and mental status issues, and she didn't quite get it all done, but everything was in place. But my siblings didn't like the way it was written, and they came in, and we litigated her estate for about two years. We had five separate attorneys. It cost a whole lot of money, and... I just could not believe that they were behaving the way they were. And so that's kind of when I started researching, what's going on here? And, you know, I have some attorney friends, and every one of them rolls their eyes up. And the the point of the story is it's not if your family's going to have trouble at the end of life, it's when it's going to happen. And so I started, you know, doing a lot of research on, you know, why people put it off, why people don't get their estate plan done. And, you know, it's real simple, you know, that people are living in denial. And whether you get the paperwork done or not, 95% of people about don't get all of their paperwork done. It's pretty frightening. Interesting. I can attest to that as well. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of other people that are listening can attest to that, as most of us have experienced uh, a loss in our lives of a loved one. Um, And in your opinion, how important is estate planning? estate planning as a gift. The subtitle of my book is, you know, end-of-life decisions are the most important gift for your family. And what you're doing is you're expressing your desires, whoever's writing the the estate plan, your desires for for your estate, your, your money, your possessions, and things like that. And it saves the fighting later on, like, you know, I want the jewelry, I want the silverware, you know, all those crazy things that people fight over. And it, it's a gift that you just tell your family, this is the way it's going to be. Um, and and I've, I have you know, done my own estate, and I've t- talked to my, my children about what, what needs to be done. And it's real simple, because if you have all the decisions made, and it's in, I, I prefer trust, you know, because you can, you can protect your assets a little better. Um, but it, it helps your family not have to fight so much. And, you don't have, and it's less likely to be litigated because, you know, one of the big things, if you, all you have is a will, you know, that kind of leaves it open for the, you know, the, the crazy ex-husband, sister-in-law or somebody to come in and 
and attack your estate. So um, I've talked to a lot of attorneys about this, and they all agree. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, when and how would someone begin the process of estate planning? Well, first of all, you know, sit down. One of the most important things to do is sit down. If you have a partner, a spouse, you know, whatever, sit down and talk it out. What do we want to do? You know, what's the plan? You know, I'm single. Um, my my partner has a has his own trust, and I have mine. But we we actually sit down and we talk about our trust sometimes. And you talk about what decisions. And then ask your I always say ask your friends. Ask who who's your what do you think is the best estate planning attorney? You know, don't want to go with my parents' way where we had five different attorneys. You know, my my poor mother had an attorney, the estate had an attorney, I had an attorney, and my siblings had an attorney. That was the wrong way to go. But you find a good estate planning attorney, and you can protect your assets. You can actually one of the most important things is you can actually protect your own personal well-being because there's a lot of financial abuse that occurs around estates and deaths of families. Um, you can neglect, you know, that there's children that neglect their parents, throw them in a nursing home, and take all the money. So there's just, you know, so so it's always about starting a conversation, and and then getting it documented putting it in the, the correct documents. You know, I, like I said, I prefer trust. Um, most, and there's other documents one needs to have, too, to protect your well-being. You need a power of attorney, a medical power of attorney, a durable power of attorney, and all of those different documents help protect your estate, your person, and your assets, and just your, your basic well-being. Okay. And what type of costs are involved? You mentioned a trust. What, what, what on average, would someone pay... Uh, to have a trust done. Well, there's, I have two little a- answers to this one. It's um, it, actually trusts are not that expensive. If your average family, you own a house and you have a little bit of money in the bank, and you have a, a couple, you know, a, a, that needs an estate plan, it's not that much. It's about, you know, I think um, right now, uh, and it's different in different parts of the country. It's around two thousand to twenty-five hundred dollars. And the nice thing about that is you can change it. You know, something happens. You know, you win the lottery or something. You can always go in and change it, and it doesn't even cost that much to change it. But if you, all you have is a a, um, a a will and you die, then you have to go through probate. And I know in the state of Oregon, I lived in Missouri, I know how California is, and I know all states have huge volumes of laws on the probate laws, the minimum of probate for a will is about ten to $15,000. And that's just the beginning of the cost. Wow. So if you, if you compare what it costs to do a trust, and maybe you fix it, you know, I've fixed mine a couple times in, in the 10 years I've had it. It's, I've probably spent $4,000. And at the end of my life, when I die and my trust becomes active, it only costs a little bit of accounting to to to, resu- to fix you know to end the trust and to disperse the assets, but when you have a probate, you have to go through court. You have to do all kinds of you know, just all kinds of paperwork and documents, and and it takes maybe up to 18 months to do a probate. So if a family needs money, like to pay a mortgage, that money's tied up in probate for possibly up to one to two years. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some of those horror stories. Exactly. So there, there's, you know, and so, you've, and also, so if you're spending, if you're just spending, you know, a few thousand dollars on a trust, and you can get the money dispersed quickly, or you can spend fifteen to thirty thousand dollars on a probate. 
I don't know, the math seems pretty simple to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, is estate planning only for people who have children? No. Anybody that owns any property should probably have an estate plan. Okay. Uh, if you have a house, in the way, you know, housing market, I mean, you know, money's tied up in house, that, that house can be, you know, part of your estate plan. My house is. Um, you know, if you have an art collection or anything can go into a trust. Mm-hmm. And there are some limits, like if you have a really small estate, and that's, you know, determined, I think, by each state, you know, if you only have $50,000, you might not need to, to do all the, 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 the fancy estate planning, but you still should have some other documents, like a living will and advanced directives and things like that. But always, always talk to an attorney. Mm-hmm. That's always the bottom line. I always recommend that. Is life insurance a part of that estate planning? It can be. Um, sometimes that's a way to um, just designate money that doesn't have to go through probate, I believe. Um, the other thing I have is long-term care insurance, which is going to save my estate if I ever need to go into a nursing home. So that's um, really nice. And a lot of states uh, that I've researched have, let's say you have $300,000 worth of long-term care insurance, and you, I happen to go into a nursing home and I use all of that $300,000. I'm in there, and I'm still alive at the end of this life insurance disbursement. The, the state will often grant you some sort of an exemption that you actually can save some of your own personal estate, like up to the $300,000, they won't garnish from you. It, it, it's a pretty neat little benefit for having um, long-term care insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Now, during your 30 years, you've witnessed a lot of various families' um, behavior, I should say, during people's last days. Uh, can you tell us some of those examples or give us a couple of examples of, you know, some of the things that you've witnessed, maybe both good and bad? Oh, yeah. Well, I've told you the story about my mom, you know, when we were, my, we were fighting in court and nobody was talking to each other. That's like the worst-case scenario. But the, one of the other stories that actually started me writing was I had a family long, long time ago, and they had actually had their trust done, and the, 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 the husband was dying, and I was the hospice nurse. And they'd added trust, and I'd sat down and done all this paperwork, and they had and the, the wife just handed me all the documents. She had the legal authority to sign papers for her husband because she had the power of attorney so she could manage everything. And, and anyway, so they had a, like a freedom at that point because this man was very sick. that They had the freedom to not worry and be fighting over things. And actually, I, I walked in one afternoon. There was probably 30 people in the in a bedroom, and they were playing music. They were looking at photo albums. They were reminiscing and telling stories about Boy Scout camp and trips to Disney and fishing trips. And they were throwing sandwiches across the room. And it was just the most pleasant experience, you know, uh, that I'd ever seen. I just get teary-eyed just thinking about what a nice way to go and what a nice gift to leave your family, to just have, you know, a nice going-away party, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. That's how the two, my two stories, you know, course, you know, are examples. And, you know, there's other stories. Like, you know, I had, when my father was getting ready to pass away, my the parents had the, the living wills, and my mother didn't understand how, how that worked. And because my parents never really talked about it, it took me a week. My father was on a ventilator, and it took me a week to tell her that, you know, my dad didn't want to be kept alive on a ventilator. And so finally, you know, we, we pulled the plug after about a week. 
and the one other thing, just in, inside of that, with all of this pandemic going around, this is a really good time to start talking about estate planning because we never know what this pandemic is going to do, and it could actually devastate a lot of families, especially if their documents aren't done. Absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the one family that had basically a celebration. So right. they truly had a celebration of life uh, when their loved one passed away. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, they were just, you know, giving him back rubs and, you know, chatting, and, and, and it was just, there was no argument. They knew he was going to die. It's like he had actually, you know, he'd, he'd been sick for a while. He had some horrible cancer. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just a great experience to see that a way families can have a passing. And I've talked to lots of families about that, and they always, I tell the story or they tell me stories, and that's the way people want to go now. They want to just have a pleasant experience, a celebration of life. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And having all of the documents done is a great gift so they don't have to, you know, worry about who's going to make this decision and who's going to, you know, you don't want to be signing, you know, power of attorneys as you're being wheeled into an emergency room, the way I used to tell my patients, you know, get these documents done because that's not the time to be making really, really, you know, hard decisions. Right. So... For those of who are, say, for instance, maybe 60 or 65 years old and they don't have any sort of uh, estate plan in place currently, what would you recommend they do at this point? Well, I, you know, I, I talk to friends, to find out who their attorneys are. Uh, you're usually allowed to interview an attorney to see if you like what they offer. Um, a lot of them have nice packages. There's not some seminars. I know most, most big communities have, you know, seminars that you can go and, um, you know, just learn about the, what the attorneys do. And I always recommend make sure the attorney, if, they're, if you're going to do an estate plan, has the whole package, the, you know, the trust, the wills, the, all the, you know, the power of attorneys, the durable power of attorneys, you know, all of that included in the package. Most of them do nowadays, uh, but, you know, my mother didn't. She had one document missing, and that was, of course, this was a long time ago now when they had their estate plan done. But now it's pretty much a package. So just make sure that you've got the whole package when, when, you, when you're interviewing attorneys. Okay. Can you remind us again what should be included in that package? Well, first of all, it's the trust and the will. They're, they have, they're attached. The will tells the trust what to do. And the, like a durable power of attorney, um, a medical power of attorney, um, like you know, a living will, you know, last you know, you write down all of you know all of the things how you want them distributed. There's lots of things you can I think of the other documents. Um, so it's it's a package that the attorneys prepare for you, and they they'll explain everything. Okay. And is there anything else that you want to leave with the audience uh, in regards to estate planning? one thing is make sure that the person that you ask to be one of your advocates, we haven't got into this, which would be one of the papers that, that would manage your power of attorney or your durable power of attorney, make sure you trust them and make sure you tell them what your wishes are. Because if you don't talk about it, if you don't have the conversation about what you want, it, things can still get kind of messed up. So make sure you have the conversation with your family members about your estate plan. Okay. And your book, The Sandbox Wars, it's available on Amazon, correct? That's right, yes. 
and we can purchase hardback, paperback, Kindle, all the above. And audio as well. Audio as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Any plans for any future publications? I have another book. It's going to be kind of my memoir, and it's going to have a topic that I didn't want to chat about. It's kind of a different kind of topic than this. And I have a couple other fun books. I have one about well, something my uncle did um, years ago, and I have, it's going to be like a picture book about the, the, the road systems in California. It should be kind of fun. <laughs> and Yeah, and then another one about my dad, who was a, 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 what they call a pioneer in the phone company, and how he, um, he, he taught us how to hate our cell phones. <laughs> and that's what, you'll have to buy the book to hear about that one. <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephanie, it's been a pleasure having you on today. I'm sure our audience gained some knowledge on estate planning and those who have it in place, they're very fortunate. And those who don't, um, they can take some of your advice that you told us today and get all that going. So I just want to thank you for for being on the show, Stephanie. And Thank uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And you have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Thanks. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Senior Bulletin. Please subscribe to our podcast and enjoy more of our future guests as we discuss issues that matter to seniors. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.theseniorbulletin.com. I'll talk to you on the next episode.